in a relationship where the man feels that he is more entitled to individual freedoms because he is, you know, quote unquote, the breadwinner or the one who is, you know, just whatever, making more money, regardless of what the wife is doing, then he's going to take such freedoms and liberties, or if he takes such freedoms and liberties without consulting his partner and saying, Hey, does this work for you? Is something, is this something that you would support? Is this something that, you know, fits in with what we're trying to do as a family right now? Then, you know, me over here, I'm just going to be left feeling resentful because if you reverse the roles, if I were to just disappear on a Sunday afternoon and do God knows I'm what laughing because we because you don't because we we don't that's, our family would right. fall apart you're 100% right hey mama Sarah here this is relationship week here on the motivation for moms podcast and in this episode you're going to get up close and personal in a late night conversation between me and my husband Greg where we talked all about individual freedoms and marriage if that even is a thing, resentment, the challenges of parenthood, and the role of the spouses in a family, all topics I'm sure are important to you as much as they are important to us. I encourage you to listen to this and share this episode with your partner if you feel like it's something they need to hear. And if you like this kind of episode, let me know in our Facebook group. If you're not already in there, you can join us at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash motivation for moms podcast. I'm just going to get right to it. So here we go. Enjoy. How are you feeling after this weekend? Uh, okay. How am I feeling after this weekend? I mean, we, we've identified that there are cycles in our marriage where I kind of get recluse and turn away from you a little bit and I think it's it's right there in, in in front of both you and I it's not like it's like a mystery to me and I could I, I, ha, I had trouble just kind of riding the ship over the weekend mm. felt like I just had resentment towards you but I don't know if maybe that was just resentment towards myself that I was put that I was redirecting towards you because Mm. as my partner, we're so close that it's easier to, sometimes it's easier to point outward than inward because I can kind of get away with it. (laughs) It's funny that you say that you um, referred to what happened this weekend as you pulling away or reclusing because I did not feel that at all. It's interesting to see it in that light now. You didn't feel me pulling away? No. You just thought it was more being a jerk? <laughs> At times. Because, see, you've said before that I... That's really weird because I, I thought for sure that was clear that I was pulling away over the weekend. And then sometimes the thing that does catch me off guard is sometimes you'll say I'm recluse or withdrawn and I actually don't feel that way at all like it's something you're seeing that I'm not 
I think what I was experiencing over the weekend was you, like it felt like you weren't stepping up for the kids when they needed you, like when the girls were starting to fight and like not listening and it just seemed like you kind of let them get away with it and you were just kind of like sitting there on your phone or whatever when it was like time to get them ready for bed and it's like I'm over here like, okay, chop, chop, like why aren't you putting your foot down, like getting them to bed or insisting that they listen to you and, in, you know, um, enforcing consequences and whatnot. But I think that um, in the past, like when I've felt you pulling away, that was more so like <laughs> like that time that you were sitting on the couch holding Atlas and I was sitting at my computer working and you, and I look over and Atlas was playing with the stapler, remember? And my recollection was like I noticed it just it just seemed like you were staring off in a space. But that was that wasn't pulling away at you. That was just disengaging from the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think for me, over the weekend, when 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 my life isn't the way that I dream it to be, and. The grass is always greener on the other side, and it's funny, you know, I th- I think about like, oh, well, I'm frustrated that we haven't built our life in X, Y, or Z how I want it to be, and there's also a lot of parts of our life that we've built very intentionally and have arrived here and, sh- and should be more grateful because there was a previous version of us that was like, oh, one day, what if, and that day's actually here. Like when we lived in my mom's studio apartment? (laughs) Not even that, just like we dream of Atlanta. Like, oh my God, like can you imagine like we'd have a big home and there'd be so much trees and we could put the girls in a good school and like, and then we've done all that. We've manifested all that. It's here. And and then like we just go to like the, we're always looking over the other side of the fence. Like, well, it could be better over there. So I'm trying to just be patient with that. It's a little bit scary because it feels like settling, but I think that's that's what gets scary as a parent is, and I think that was what was kind of rearing its head over the weekend is it feels like so many freedoms are taken away as a, as a parent of three. It's one thing when you have one kid, and especially as they age a little bit, two kids, but with three kids, I, I tell people this all the time, like our margin for error is so thin in like day-to-day life for us, like we are so far f- removed from the lifestyle we once had, which was like, it's the weekend, like wake up late, like on a whim, go to a restaurant, bar, run into a friend. Yeah, why don't we go out with you tonight? Like be hung over the next day. You'll notice a lot of things I'm talking about revolving around drinking because that was very much our pre-kid life. But like even just, Hey, you want to go on a workout? Hey, you want to go on a run? Hey, you want to go up here for the weekend? Like you don't, people who don't have kids take for granted how free their lives are. Yeah. Why the heck did they not cure cancer, right? They have (laughs) unlimited freedom. I mean, if you're privileged enough to be in affluent society, not even if you're affluent, just an affluent society, America, uh, uh, any one of the Western European countries, just basically any first world nation, if you will, like, and you have access to 
to fun things whether or not you have to pay for them just like you like it's like it's candy land you have unchecked freedom <laughs> what do you miss about that it's it's just i think human nature is is freedom and it's it's a trade off and i and i like the trade we've made we we designed this trade i think it's funny to hear you talk about freedom so much as someone who is such a disciplined person you're probably the most disciplined person i've ever met and um you always talk about how discipline equals freedom yeah and and that's i think that that's when that's what i feel like our freedom is of having like peace and of thriving is compromised when we don't keep the kids on a schedule, for example, because with kids, like if they're not on a schedule, if they don't have routine, if they don't have structure, they are, maybe it's just our kids, but they're out of control. <laughs> yeah, but see, you're, it's a totally valid point. I think you're more talking about the micro as if like I wasn't ready and willing to adhere to their schedules throughout the day. I agree with you. I think... Like, well, I think we also have a difference in how we perceive how fast true. time I think is passing. Yeah, I think you're much more <laughs> diligent about that. Absolutely. And realistic about what time can be fit in. We know my evening joke. What is it? Okay. One. No. How about. Okay. How about we. Go watch a movie in the basement. Just real no, quick, they just have a quick to be movie. asleep in 10 minutes to be on schedule. So you're more talking about like a pragmatic way, a pragmatic schedule. I'm more talking about holistically, like just what was going through my mind over the weekend was just, it feels like I have next to no freedom to call my own shots because our life is so scripted. That's right. You have zero freedom. Because from, although I really value this time, there are times that have become very special in our life in our adult life or marital life right now, which is like the post seven thirty eight o'clock two hours right there is very valuable to me. And I'm, and I'm glad we're lately we've been spending it together in bed. We're in bed right now recording this. I like that we can both be kind of jamming away on our computers. And like, even though it's not like we're eye to eye talking, connecting just the fact that we're in each other's presence and there's no kids, like in those in that little moment of an hour and a half or two hours, we we do have freedom. Does it mean I can run down to somewhere else? Well, no, not really. I'm not going to leave the house. And even it's funny leaving to go get a car wash tonight at seven forty five. Felt like I was leaving in the middle of the night, just because of how like kind of centered to home we've mm-hmm. been. And and that's everybody in general with COVID. It's just you know we're not leaving as much. We're more at home. The girls have definitely shifted to an earlier schedule. I feel like in California, eight thirty, nine o'clock. Like you used to talk about seven o'clock, and I felt like that was yeah, because they didn't go to school till like nine in California. Well, I just felt like that was such a pipe dream. You would yeah. talk about seven o'clock, and we might have done it once or twice or three times. Actually, got them in bed, but it was always like, sure, babe, yeah, seven o'clock, right? <laughs> well, I think now that we have three, too, it's it's we realize the importance of having them to bed earlier because we're just simply more exhausted during the day. And we value 
our time after they go to bed. But I think naturally, because they wake up for the most part naturally. We don't put them on alarm clocks, and today they're up at 6.15. I think they're going to find the right balance for them. I don't think about it's about us finding more time and getting them to bed earlier. I think it's just simply everything's been slid up one hour with them starting at 8 o'clock. We're a pretty early rising family. You know, this morning, that dawn on me is like being up at there's there's a like there's there was definitely a period where I used to think six thirty in the morning is very early. Remember I used to go to the gym at, at six thirty with Harrison and I'd wake up at like six and I just I I remember always telling him like, Oh man, if you were not holding me accountable to this, I would not be here. And then for a year and a half I started waking up up at five. But right now I'm probably naturally like a five forty five six riser. And what I find is funny is like I don't have much time in the morning to myself even. <laughs> The girls get up at 6.15. The boy sometimes gets up at 6.15. Do you remember when there was a time when I was like, what do you even do for personal development? And like you you would sleep in and you didn't didn't exercise and you didn't listen to podcasts. You didn't read. I'm trying to remember exactly like where you were at that point of life. But I don't know if I was. It was definitely at Sunrun, but I don't know if it was in my peak performance at Sunrun so I could kind of get away with it because I think a lot about that right now about very successful people that certainly don't give the appearance they give they do personal development maybe they do but your my first reaction is kind of like like how are you successful without doing these things but I don't know if there's necessarily a causation it's not like you have to do personal development to be successful it's just like it's the same thing with like if you wanted to be a, a appropriate body weight like you don't have to work out but it's going to help. You have to do or you person- don't have to have a diet. You have to if you want to be successful in every area of your life. You can succeed in one area of your life and you can kind of get by and skate by and, you know, get lucky. But at what cost? Oh, there was a period for a good year and a half. 98% of my life revolved around my career. Yeah. The girls were younger. And I of- was thinking about having an affair <laughs> at that point. So it's like at what cost? I mean, we... First of all, that's news to me. Maybe you told me before. <laughs> We've talked about this. Okay, good. Uh, I think... I, I recall back, like, there was one time... Uh, I feel like we had Autumn, but we went to a swap meet at Qualcomm. Not a swap meet, but like a Tuesday night. Maybe it was a farmer's market. And remember, Audra played with that car. And I took a picture. It was the background of my phone for a while. Either Autumn was really, really young, a baby, or it was just Audra. But I remember even late, lately I've been thinking about, like, how did I even have time for that one evening? Like, my time was so focused on my on my job at that point. It blows my mind that I had time for anything outside of that for that period of time. You know, we weren't – we didn't have – I didn't check a personal email for the better part of two years – what few bills we had were on auto pay. Like I'd probably abandon our relationship or put it on pause. Um, we had one girl and you were very much a full-time mom. And I was there to kind of say hello. You know, it's not like I was participating in bath time. Heck, I was usually not home until 8 or 9 or 10 p.m. Almost every single night. I was finishing my degree at that time online. Yeah. So you were basically degree and mom. And drinking a lot. And now, you know, I'm at a point now for one, 
my work is different and it's it's very much computer work so I can't just put 12 hours into it because I just I get burned out looking at the screen but there's a there's a big ask of my family of me of my time of being available bonding with my older children who they're not just a little baby anymore they need that dad time and bath time and that routine so it blows my mind that there was a period of time where I could even focus that much on my career every waking minute and I don't think it was healthy in the in the long run I don't think it's unhealthy or abnormal now to to need and to have that desire for freedom and to to have that desire for like independence and you time and like the ability to call your own shots and that's very normal for all parents to go through that period of just feeling so shackled you know I and probably every mom listening to this feels that way from the minute she gets pregnant (laughs) it's like yeah something's taking over your body now you can no longer make like decisions for just yourself but what do you think would be helpful for you realistically right now? Like what's, what's something that we could agree to, to get both of our needs met for being able to have that like sense of being able to call our own shots or at least have some, you know, decent alone time, grown up time. The obvious answer is, is a trade, right? Like, Hey, I get, like Sunday afternoons are my time if I want to go and run some errands, if I want to go on a run, if I want to go do something with a friend, like that's my time that, that you'll show up for the family a hundred percent and kind of, you know, take that on independently and I'll go my time. But the only fair thing is obviously to do a trade and say, okay, Sarah, like I'll have Sunday afternoon. You could have Saturday mornings. But my first thought about doing a trade is like, we're all, we slash I are already struggling struggling to recapture every minute of every day as it is. That like, I don't know if I'm, it's worthwhile to have that trade off where I get a few hours in exchange for you getting a few hours, which kind of brings me down that vicious cycle of like, well, that means I don't have freedom. Well, why does it have to be a few hours? Why can't it just be an hour? Because remember that saying that you want to get something done, ask a busy person to do it. Like when you are, when you have so much on your plate that you cannot like waste an hour of your day, then you're going to make the best of that hour. And what if you and I just had a dedicated, you know, one or two hours on the weekend that we traded off that was just super hyper-focused? Because it's not about... I I have enough mentally taxing work throughout the week that, like, I'm not looking – our needs are very different. I think you're looking – and I appreciate this about you. You're so focused right now on on your career and your business. You're probably looking for uninterrupted time to throw yourself into your work, even if it is for an hour or two. And you would – you would make use of every single second of that hour. I know you would. As disciplined as you say I am, I I can get in rhythms of really grinding it out, but I also succumb to distraction pretty easily. So like, I don't do well with the here's an hour, go make the absolute. I think you need a hobby that you know you're going to go to. Like this weekend, you 
you spent like two hours, legit, like at least two hours taking the Jeep, going through mud, (laughs) bringing said muddy Jeep home and yourself muddy feet while I was making dinner, trying to get the kids fed and get ready for the week ahead while I was expecting you to be there and you came home and spent all that time like just trying to get the mud off your jeep and I could see how much fun that you had had but here's the thing it wasn't intentional like nowhere in the day did you communicate that you were going to do that and so here I was thinking you were running productive errands going to Lowe's (laughs) oh babe I'm just gonna go run some errands and he comes home covered in mud (laughs) literally had to tow like a puppy on dog my per- on my person <laughs> not like oh the tires are dirty there was literally mud like on the garage door opener like mud everywhere and it's georgia mud so it's clay it's orange it doesn't get off our driveway is covered in thick orange clay right now well in in fairness i did just pull off real quick to just do, oh, do some i do i do that on the way to the car wash honestly a lot because that, it's like five minutes because it's like and that is our difference in our perception of time and how much oh i'm just gonna pull off for a few minutes because of the money it was like three hours later well that's because i got stuck but <laughs> see that's okay it, so it we, brought me so much joy to watch you do that and have fun not in the moment because I was really upset that I didn't expect any of that and I was expecting you to show up. But I think that like you need that freedom to be able to do what you want, but I need to know that like that's your time. You know what I mean? Like don't ask questions. Just expect Greg to be gone and when he comes back, he's back. But when he's gone, he's gone. Yeah. Is that reasonable? Yeah. I I wanted to go to go back a little bit and finish a thought on something about how much you love the mud on your feet it did feel good it's like a spa a spa treatment spa i i think maybe i'm making broad brushstrokes here but i think men can can hide a lot of their um freedom in their career and make and pass it off as work like look at it this way i know you're not spending every hour of every day in your office like actually grinding it out making money for the family (laughs) let's just call that out well let's let's be specific about where that goes so let's go back to sunrun and i'm a field rep so i appointment appointment to appointment throughout the day there were (laughs) i there were times at which i have to prepare myself for this no just like I would enjoy th- – there was a lot of enjoyments I had throughout the day where I was exercising freedom, whether it was an espre- nice. espresso at a new place or just driving, even if I would be on a phone call or being productive. Uh, I just felt liberated that like I have the I have full freedom right now in where I'm going and what I'm doing without my day because it's under this bigger umbrella of work. And so mm. like of, co- of course – I can do anything I want during this time because it's work time. And if I can make the loose connection that it's related to work, like, what are you going to do? Give me a hard time? And then you would come home and blame me for how much money I spent. I don't remember that much. But there is, even in my company car, I used to do the same thing I did in the Jeep on Sunday. The difference is that that was work because I would be on the way from an appointment to another appointment or I'm out and about in the field. I'm 40 miles from home. Like I, I kind of had this leeway to do what I want in those 
in those working hours, which for me at the time was basically 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. It was a pretty broad window because of the demands of my job. I'm so glad that you feel safe enough in our marriage to be able to be 100% honest about this with me because there's a part of me that kind of wants to smother you in your sleep right now. <laughs> no, but this is not new to you. This is not new I to you. I love that you're being honest. No, you know, none of this should be a surprise because, I mean, what have I talked about? Like, doing. Well, I just think about all the times that you gave me a hard time for, like, taking a nap or. Okay, I'm going to. I'm going to let go of that and just let you express yourself and not taking a nap. Take this personally. I did used to give you a hard time about going to bed early. But now, but now I don't and you know it's changed. Mm. I you've you've shown to me how present you are for waking hours. That like do whatever the heck you want. Go to bed like if you if you do you if you need to go to bed super early and get a t- ton of sleep and i know that's very hard to get a full night's sleep right now with her with the baby but like you do you whatever you need to do to come back to the next day with a proper foundation and your tank full cuz you throw yourself at the day i really have, be- have come to admire that about you over the last year and a half or two or two years like you either are really diligent about being distraction free or covered up really good, but I'm leaning more towards the latter. Like you just aren't the person who you like, I'm not so sure I ever catch you doing something non-productive throughout the day. Oh no, I, I go hard. I go hard and I drive myself into burnout mode where I think that I can handle more than I can. And I, I've been trying to like, since not drinking, trying to, moderate my energy more like instead of going going hard going hard going hard not giving myself breaks just like like that's a way to self-sabotage right and actually giving myself the pleasure of like taking breaks and like having pleasurable moments throughout the day and not just going hard because because there's always going to be something to do right there's always going to be something that has to be done and something to feel productive about my to-do list is endless my schedule is planned to the minute but I have to give myself those breaks of like just having planned and intentional free time to just you plan free time yeah yeah I do and I, and I also pay attention to my body and, and what I need like if my body is just really hurting because I have been going non-stop and it, you know, I'm sore and I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I just feel like I need that. Like, you know, it that's hard for me. That's what I struggle with is not taking those moments of – because I'm such a control freak. I'm such a control freak with my time because I tell myself, like, if I don't stay on track, I'm the family's going to fall apart. The kids are going to be crazy. It's going to be so hard. But then what is what do I do if I don't allow myself that time to catch my breath? I go and sabotage at the end of the day after the kids go to bed drinking or, you know, eating 13,000 chocolate caramels. How else does your sabotage manifest? Hmm, that's a good question. Other than drinking, which you've 
can't sabotage yourself anymore. I don't think it's drinking that's sabotaging myself. I think it's the everything that leads up to it that's sabotage for me personally. Like what I was just talking about, not taking breaks and expecting too much of myself and having a to-do list that's, you know, I identifying a successful day as being, you know, accomplishing these 15 things versus like, I hate to use this term, but like lower the standards because I'm, you know, you and I are such go-getters, but, but what I've really been trying to do lately is what Michael Hyatt teaches, you know, Michael Hyatt, Mm-mm. he's a, he's like one of the top productivity coaches, but he, he teaches like having your top core three things in a day. So instead of having this like endless to-do list with a thousand different, cause they're all important things, right? Like you get to a point in your career and in your life where all of your to-dos are like equally as important. See, I disagree. I think, well, I'll let you finish that thought. Go ahead. At least when you're a parent, cause it's like all the things that pertain to your kids are really, really important. But Michael Hyatt teaches to have the top three core things of the day where if you accomplish those three things, like that is a successful day for you and anything else beyond that is just bonus points. And so what that inevitably does is leaves you feeling... Accomplished. Yeah, accomplished and like feeling like you won the day more often than than you don't. I don't think it's about lowering the bar. I think it is about prioritizing. It's just like the same the same concept of i don't have enough time it's like no i just i i don't have enough time for that no i haven't chosen to replace other activities with that because you have the same amount of time as everybody else you have enough time for any activity it just has to bubble up to the surface i think i think prioritization is wildly effective and i think at any given time there is a rank and file of the things you need to do i do not think they're all created equally I think, so on that note, did you want to finish with that? Well, I think the challenge is like being pretty analytic, not analytical, um, intentional or deliberate about how you rank those things, where they go. And I think you can't over pivot. I think I notice this sometimes. I try not to spend too much of my day planning. Analysis paralysis. Well, eh, it's not that I have paralysis. It's just that like it just burned a bunch of time. Because what's really disheartening is putting this big day together of planning all these things you're going to do and this the 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 way you're going to feel and the results you're going to have, and then you get to the end of the day and you're like, I didn't accomplish any of this. So it feels like doing this activity was totally not worth my time because I didn't get to this anyways. It, It so this investment I made of planning my day, I would have been better off just jumping into the day. Do you know the worst time to plan your day? When your kids are up and awake and running in, (laughs) running into your office. The worst time to plan your day is when you're being interrupted because that it inevitably just takes more time. So going back to prioritization. So in the weekend that we had, because I think I want to bring this conversation back full circle. So I've been asking you to hang Atlas's curtains now for weeks and I know why you haven't because it's not a priority to you. It's not important to you. I know that you have other things that are more important like 
taking your Jeep through the mud. (laughs) And I say that not, I, I say that with the best intention, meaning that's what you needed. That's what you needed that day. But it's a fair point. You're kind of challenging my notion with my own logic. Like if you, if life really is about stack ranking everything and you can be that analytical about like, all right, what is the single most important thing in my life right now? And you put it on paper. Yeah. If I respect my wife and my marriage and my family, hanging the curtains should definitely come before going mud in. But I, I think maybe they live in two different distinct worlds where one world is a world of short-term satisfaction and and um for me a, a tapping into adrenaline and i mean just let's just call it fun or an economic economist would call it economist economist <laughs> <laughs> who studies economics will call it leisure so there's leisure time and there's work time and uh and this is a whole concept in in economics but like i exercise my, my leisure time by going four-wheeling where what you're asking or off-roading what you're asking me is goes into the work time bucket so to me that it one didn't take from the other because they're technically in separate buckets and that kind of goes back to the freedom thing because our family's needs and our career needs are so strong that if we don't delineate and and put in a different bucket that fun category you'll never do those things because of course on paper any family task or responsibility or career responsibility is always going to come before going through mud in the Jeep. Like that's like priority number 7 million on the list in where our family and life is at right now. It has to, it has to be handicapped, meaning it has to move up the ranks because at some point you have to say, well, the act of going through the mud itself is not incredibly valuable, but the pleasure and feelings associated with that and what that does for the rest of my week and the investment I make in myself and my psyche and being able to show up later feeling like I got to blow off some steam, that pays dividends and therefore this actually is a higher ranking activity than it may seem. Here's where the woman's at on that argument. I speak for my, myself, I speak for my fellow moms worldwide, who I guarantee will relate to this. When you make the decision to just say, hey, I'm going to go run some errands on a Sunday afternoon when, you know, typically our Sundays are family time. Our Sundays are, that's the day that I count on you to be more involved with the family so that I can prepare for the week so that I can get some mental um, solitude so that I can, you know, make spaghetti Sunday for the family, just all the things, right? Like if you, if your attention and time with the family is very limited during the week, then it's like, all right, weekends, you're on. Like I expect you to be on. And It's not to say that I don't recognize and value your need for your freedom to do whatever the hell you want to do, to take time to do 
you to spend time alone, to take the Jeep in the mud, whatever you want to do, whatever that looks like. But here's the thing. Here's the problem. And this is a, I think that this isn't just a male and female problem. This isn't a husband and wife problem. This is a societal issue at large. But in a relationship where the man feels that he is more entitled to individual freedoms because he is, you know, quote unquote, the breadwinner or the one who is, you know, just whatever, making more money, regardless of what the wife is doing, then he's going to take such freedoms and liberties, or if he takes such freedoms and liberties without consulting his partner and saying, hey, does this work for you? Is something, is this something that you would support? Is this something that, you know, fits in with what we're trying to do as a family right now? Then, you know, me over here, I'm just going to be left feeling resentful because if you reverse the roles, if I were to just disappear on a Sunday afternoon and do God I'm knows what. I'm already laughing because you don't. Because we, we don't. That's, Our family would right. fall apart. You're, you're 100% right. Because we like, if we want to talk about freedom, like, in our family's freedom and, and kind of the, that margin for error, like there is some margin for error built in for dad to escape for a couple hours. I'm not, I'm not justifying it. Say it's right or wrong. We can revisit that, but like, it's kind of there, but, but there's not because what happens is that mom falls apart. I completely fell apart this weekend and I, I was just so mentally overwhelmed and you might think you got away with it but there were repercussions and there always will be and i'm still picking up the pieces from the weekend that that's a good point that's the distinction is like on the surface i can get away with it like i can actually go do it right because you got your hands full many times throughout the week especially like i miss missing quote for hours on end because that's just that's the nature of my job i go in the office right so it feels like without consequence i can do that on the weekend but you bring up a really good point the consequence is just it's a downstream effect it's just if i wasn't there to show up for you and you don't feel prepared for the week ahead and you don't get your needs met on on a sunday then you're you as the foundation of the family we're not as strong as a family with with without you being the foundation because i support 